I couldn't imagine being a <clears throat> evangelist preaching somewhere that I feel like didn't want revival. I just had, I'm too old now. Don't have near the strength of the voice or the energy. I just asked the pastor, you know, why'd you book revival? <laughs> if you don't want revival, I need to go home. And uh, I've told Brother Cord plenty of times when I got back home, he asked me, how'd it go? And I just said, thank God for Bible way. Amen. But you get older, and I don't know what it is about, I don't know if you just get more sassy or you, or you just don't have time for, I don't want somebody booking me for revival so that they can say, we had Brother Eddie, and they had Brother Eddie, and they had Brother Eddie. We're going to get Brother Eddie too. When I get there, the pastor don't pray. He don't help me pray with the people around the altar. He just wanted to get me. He wanted to get in, in their ring, and he used me to kind of say I'm in the club or whatever. I just don't have time for that anymore. I want revival. Yes. My heart is hungry. I feel like the church is in trouble if we don't have revival. You are right. But I know what this book says. We're in the time when it's supposed to be raining. You're right. So he said, ask for rain in the time of rain. God will make bright clouds. Yes. Rain upon every grass in the field. So God's going to do his part. I just got to do my part. And that's to stay faithful stay hungry, and to continue to pray and to believe and to ask. He said, if I'd ask, I'd receive. If I seek, I'd find. If I knock, it'll be open to me. We're going to read uh, tonight out of the book of Psalm. While you find your text, ladies, don't forget, uh, Monday night uh, is your ladies' Bible study. It'll be at 6.30 here at the church. The men's fellowship for this month uh, got put off and put off and put off till I decided we would just have it next month so they wouldn't be so close together. And then I thought about the first Friday, and uh, Brother Joey said, that's Friday going into Mother's Day. You may have people coming in town or going out of town. I said, oh, yeah. We don't need to do it that Friday. And uh, I'm look, I looked at the next Friday, but I got to look back on the calendar. That might be, I got Brother Tracy Boyd coming for revival, and that might fall on that week. So uh, the men's fellowship is to be continued. I, I'm trying to find a Friday to squeeze it in there. Psalm chapter number 72. We're going to read one. <clears throat> One verse, verse number six. Reads like this, he shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers 
that water the earth. And uh, I, I'll just tell you where this came from. It's been raining so much here. We have got our fair share of rain. And if you were like me, I just got a little tired of the rain, and I just said, Lord, I'm tired of the rain. I'd like to see the, the sunshine. Please make it stop raining. Everywhere I went, it was raining. When I left here, it was raining. I went down to Florida. The rain followed me down there. I came back home through the rain. I got back home, and it kept raining. And uh, this week, I have seen all the really green new growth come to life. And it's just like the Lord said to me, it's got to rain. If it don't, Everything will be dead. And so uh, God was really speaking to my heart about it's time for the Lord to reign. That's what I want to preach on. It's time for the Lord to reign. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We ask you, Lord, that you'll speak to our heart. God, that you'll search our heart. And Lord, if there's anything between me and you, I pray, oh God, you'd reveal it, show it to me that I can repent of it, get it out of the way. I want revival. I want to see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost upon not only your church, but upon all flesh. I want to see sons and daughters birthed into the kingdom of God. Revival, oh God, and souls being saved. Believers being, oh God, refilled. Sick bodies being healed, miraculously touched and recovered. I pray you'll do it, Lord. I pray it'll begin in us, even right here, right now, tonight. Help us, I pray, in Jesus' wonderful and holy name we ask it. If you love him, would you say amen? If your Bible reads like mine, it says that this is a psalm for Solomon. And at the end of this psalm, it says that this was the last prayer of David. The last prayer of David. In verse 1, I didn't read it. It said, Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness and thy Poor with judgment, the mountains shall bring peace to the people and the little hills by righteousness. He shall judge the poor of the people. He shall save the children of the needy. He shall break in pieces the oppressor. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endure throughout all generations. And then verse 6 is our text. He shall come down like rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. A lot of people believe that because this was the last prayer of David that he was praying for Solomon that God would do these things for Solomon or that Solomon would see these things in his reign. But much and most commentary that I have read and when I got to verse number six, I had to say Solomon cannot rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. 
He can't do that. And it says in verse uh, 18, blessed be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who only doeth wondrous things. Right. And blessed be his glorious name forever, and let the earth be filled with his glory. Many commentary and much, and I myself believe that this is a prophetic psalm that David was describing the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. Maybe he didn't even know it. But the Spirit was upon him to be praying a prophetic prayer, not for Solomon, his son, but for Jesus Christ, who would literally come and rain upon the mown grass as showers that water the earth. I don't know about you, but I was raised as a boy to keep the yard cut. Keep it cut, kept, well manicured, Cut, weed-eated, pull weeds, edge, all of the above. I took pride even as a boy if the yard looked good. There, there's nothing neater or better looking to me than just a well-manicured yard. It's all cut. And the rows are, you know, just make those rows in the, in the yard. You keep the weeds out and all of that stuff just looks good. The only way we can really mow a yard, though, is if it's receiving rain. If you mow a yard in a drought, you expose the roots, and you really kill it. Those exposed roots have to have moisture, right. rain. Yes. And again, in our text, many believe that David is referring to the fields being mown down. By not by a lawnmower because they didn't have a lawnmower, but mown down by plagues of locusts. Grass was often wheat was off wheat in the field was often referred to as grass because if you've ever seen grass grow, I mean wheat grow it starts out as grass, green grass, and not until it gets all the way ripe and mature does it turn brown and plagues of locusts would come and every green thing that they could find they would literally eat it down and many commentary most believe that David's referring to fields that were mown down by plagues of locusts and the only hope that the mown down crop had of any recovery at all was a downpour from heaven oh, yes. Yes. to encourage new growth and new life to spring back up again. Mm -hmm. My backyard, I have, uh, I used to have one in the front yard, but Sally changed all that. Mm -hmm. But in my backyard, I've got one, two, three, four oak trees, used to be five, and Sally took one down in the backyard and one down in the front yard, but sawtooth acre trees, sawtooth oak trees, and uh, they put off really big acres. If you know me, you know I'm a deer hunter. And I, I found those oaks in Sister Mary Rayleigh's yard, uh, going over to her house, visiting, helping her do something one time. I, 
looked out in her backyard, she had acorns like that all over the yard, just huge. Mm -hmm. I said, wow, look at those acorns, how big they are. She said, these things are horrible. <laughs> said, you run over them, pop them, and sling them with the lawnmower. Said, you rake them up and make a big pile. Said, they won't even burn. You know, they just turn black like pieces of charcoal. They won't burn. Said, they just off. And I said, well, how about I come over here and rake them all up in a pile and scoop them all up in a bag and take them all with me and I'll feed the deer. And she was like, that'd be wonderful. And for a lot of years I did that. I told her, I said, uh, you have little oak trees sprout up in the yard in the spring from where these acorns, squirrels are God's little helpers when they get down there and they can't eat all the acorns up. They don't want other squirrels to get them so they'll dig a hole and the ground bury them. I've watched them even pat the ground, you know. And I thought to myself, you ain't gonna find all the acorns. You just planted God an oak tree. So <laughs> what you did. But I said, you ever have any saplings grow up in the yard? She said, oh, every year. So I just keep running over them with a lot more till they quit, you know, coming back up. And I said, why don't you, bring, you know, get me some and put them in a little cup or something. Bring me some. I'd like to plant some of those trees. So I had, I had several in my yard. I've got four remaining, and now I've got the little sapling shoots up everywhere in the yard. And when they first come up, I, I got me some of them, and right in the same hole where the trees got blew down, I filled those holes up with dirt. We got the trunks out, and. Uh, filled those holes up with dirt, and I planted a tree right in the very same spot where the old tree was. And I mowed the grass, and it looked really neat and really good. And after all that rain, guess what? I got all them baby oak trees. <laughs> all them little saplings are about that tall right back up. And I thought to myself, those... Now, I cut the grass today, but I already had the message. I, I thought I mowed them things nearly two weeks ago, about that high from the ground, and all they needed was God to rain on them for about a week and a half, and those things are that tall above the grass, again, living, thriving. How many times in our life have we felt cut down? Cut down by disappointment? Cut down by misery or heartache or failure? Cut down by, by, by sin or, or something shameful? And all we needed was to get back in the presence of God and for the Lord to reign on us. Sometimes for me, all... All I need is just to get by myself in a prayer meeting and just begin to talk to God. I'll be all right as soon as I touch Calvary. I'll be all right as long as I get in his presence just to hear his voice speak to, speak to me. He speaks peace to the troubled waters of my soul. Look, the locust 
were symbolic of God's judgment. But the rain was a promise of God's restorative blessing if the people would return to him in repentance. He said in the book of Joel, he said, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God. Yeah. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Yeah. Sanctify a fast. Call a solemn assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber and let the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen. But I will remove far off from you the northern army. And that many commentary believes that that was the locust. I'll remove far off from you the northern army and will drive him into a land barren and desolate with his face toward the east sea and his hinder part toward the utmost sea, and his stink shall come up, and his ill savor shall come up, because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring. For the tree beareth their fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad, then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause uh, to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, uh, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore yes. to you the years that the locust have eaten, yeah. the canker worm and the palmer worm and the caterpillar, my great army, which I send among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that hath dealt wondrously with you and my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your old men shall dream dreams your young men shall see visions and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out of my spirit he is not just talking about natural rain 
falling upon wheat uh, and falling upon vineyards uh, and people filling their bellies. He, was, he is also talking about a spiritual rain. I want to tell you, I feel as though America has been mown down by sin, by shame, by things that just grieve the heart of God. I believe it's mown down from the judgment of God. When you've got atheists in office uh, that I'm sure are, are demon-possessed, and I don't care if they claim to be Catholic or not, uh, if, if God lives in your heart, uh, then you're not a murderer of the unborn. If God lives in your heart, you are not a promoter of homosexuality or transgender. If God lives in your heart, uh, you do not promote uh, and, and incite uh, riots uh, and all of the lawlessness that we see in our land. Uh, I, I just, uh, I know it grieves the heart of God. I know it does. And every time I, I, I purposely have boycotted politics, uh, but you can't hardly escape uh, all the noise uh, and all the junk uh, that goes on around you of the murder and the hatred and the violence and the cancel culture and all of the evil and the wickedness that goes on. You just can't hardly escape it. It's everywhere. Sin is everywhere. And I understand that God has judged our nation because of sin. But you need to also understand that the church is here. And that God has left the church here for a very mandated purpose. Uh, we are the body of Christ, a city on a hill, a you know, a, a lamp on a stand, if you will, that cannot be hid or snuffed out. And he's promising, he has promised through Joel that I will reign upon those fields that for years were devoured. For years, uh, it looked like there was no hope. For years, all you seen was uh, punishment. Uh, years, you saw destruction. Uh, years, you saw devastation. Their hearts had been brought low. Their hope had been vanquished. But here comes the prophet of God and said, If you will again Turn unto the Lord your God in repentance. If you again will sanctify yourself, if the ministers would weep between the porch and the altar and cry out unto God, oh, God would hear from heaven and he would make bright clouds, Jeremiah said, and he would rain upon every grass in the field and the years that the locust, the pommel worm, and the caterpillar, the armies of the Lord that raped and pillaged and devoured the land, the years of destruction, he said, in one day. I will restore the years that were eaten away. So you know what that means to me? It doesn't really matter to God 
what kind of lunatic's in office. It doesn't really matter to God what kind of lunatic runs the Senate or the House. It doesn't really matter to God what kind of lunatic laws they try to pass or mandate upon the people. It doesn't really matter to God how high the price of gasoline gets or how high the rate of inflation grows or how devastated the land. Those are the things we worry about. Those are the things that we cry and moan about. All that God is interested in is in a church that will again look to Jesus. Is that a church would once again believe that God is able to open up windows in heaven and rain out and pour out upon his people. We're here for souls. And that's it. Amen. Not stuff. We're laying up treasures that thieves can't steal. That moth and rust cannot corrupt. We're in it for souls. We're not in it for what we can get out of it. We're in it for what we put into it. Amen. What we can invest into it. Listen. God had uh, spoken this through the prophets. And, and yet another viewpoint of our text still is this. While some Bible scholars believe that the 72nd Psalm was written by David as a prayer to God for the prosperity of his son Solomon, who would succeed him. Again, most believe that he was talking about Jesus, as do I. God had promised King David that David's bloodline, his lineage would never end. He said, thine house and thy kingdom shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever in 2 Samuel 7 and 16. Having no knowledge of Jesus other than that the Messiah one day would come, it would have been uh, really natural for David to believe that these promises rested on the success of his son who was following in his seat. Little did he know that his son would have 700 wives and 300 concubines, 1,000 wives. And the Bible said that they turned his heart away from God so that his heart was not perfect toward God like his father David. So if all the hope of these promises being fulfilled rested in Solomon, then you, have, you would have to think that the hope of Israel was vanquished with the sin and the shame of Solomon. If all of our hope rested in government or politics, I'd just quit. I'd quit in disgust. I really would. However, our hope does not lie in who's occupying the thrones of the world. Many years later, the hope of that promise having almost disappeared when David's people were cut down by their enemies even taken into captivity for 70 years of captivity. The prophet Jeremiah described those 70 long years of captivity like this. 
In Jeremiah 25 and 37, the peaceable habitations are cut down because of the fierce anger of the Lord. Like uh, fresh mown grass, uh, they've been cut down by the fierce anger of the Lord. What's happening to America? She is being cut down by the anger of the Lord. I can tell you what's happening. Like freshly mown grass left with its raw edges exposed to the parching heat of the sun and the crushing weight of tires and footsteps. It seems to be fading and dying by the day. David's people found themselves cut down and bruised with the raw wounds exposed to the cruel environment of their enslavement. All seemed lost until the prophet Hosea remembered David's words written so many years before and echoed them in comfort to God's people. In Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3, the Lord shall come to us as the rain as the latter and the former rain unto the earth. Although David's people had been cut down to a stump, there was still life. And the old adage reminds us where there is life, there is hope. God will rain down on his people in mercy and water the fresh mown grass. And from a very stump will spring forth one who would restore fertility and allow people to flourish once again. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Isaiah 11 and 1 said, a, 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 a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. That branch was the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, my front yard in the front left corner facing my house, there was nothing but a stump. In the back right corner of my backyard, there was nothing but a stump. Brother Powell pulled both of them up. There's nothing but a hole in the ground. But as soon as it comes spring and rain begin to hit that yard, I want to tell you where there was nothing but a hole in the ground. There was 200 shoots springing up out of the ground where that old tree remained, where Sally come and mowed it down and cut it down. And it seemed like a big empty board of nothing let the rain come. And there was 200 shoots to take its place. I want to tell you, when it seemed like the, the nation of Israel was cut down, Isaiah came, Hosea came, Joel came, saying, God is going to rain on these fields again. It's going to come a shoot from the from the stem of the root of, uh, of the stump of Jesse and a branch is going to spring up uh, from that shoot and will be fruitful. He was speaking of Christ, Joel said. Uh, it's going to come in the last days uh, that I'm going to reign not upon Israel but upon all flesh. And all that's been cut down by Satan all that's been mown down by the fierce anger of God 
if they will turn, he, the last thing that uh, Joel said, I didn't read it, but in the last verse of that chapter, he said, and it shall come to pass uh, that as many as shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. The New Testament quotation said, as many as shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is that rain from heaven that we need to fall upon our nation. That we need to fall upon our churches. That we need to fall upon the pulpit. I want to tell you as a minister, I feel like Holy Ghost preaching has been cut down. I feel like Holy Ghost anointed worship has been cut down. I don't want to go to some, some presentation. I don't want to go to some carnal side show. Oh, God, no. I, I, I miss the days that my old grandpa that lived holy that was full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we'd have a family get together. He'd ain't them and she'd get on the upright piano. He'd break out a box guitar and right there in the living room, two Holy Ghost filled saints uh, could begin to worship God and the Holy Ghost uh, would come down. Sinners in that family not right with God would weep and cry. I can still remember, remember hearing my old grandpa just stop uh, and point out and say, go ahead, go ahead. You know, like, uh, seek the Lord, cry out to him. Yeah. He wants to save you. He wants to, I mean, if God could fall down in a living room, surely he could fall in the church again. Come over and preach. I was riding down the road listening to Brother Claude Ely who at the age of 10 years old, way back in the day, I, I don't remember exactly, but in the early part of, you know, not 19 old, but maybe in the 30s or 40s, wrote that song, Ain't No Grave Gonna Hold My Body Down. As a 10-year-old boy, he went to a funeral, viewed a body in the casket, heard that preacher preach the funeral talking about there's coming a resurrection day when the dead in Christ are going to rise first. God inspired that 10 year old boy to write a song. There ain't no grave going to hold my body down. That little 10 year old boy would grow up to be a wholeness preacher. I've, I've gone on to YouTube and there's a 45 minute clip just people putting Basically putting clips together, it's no video. It's just sound bite with, with a still picture there. And about 45 minutes worth of little sound bite clips they clip together. You know how they used to record back in them days, don't you? Take one of those little tape recorders, put it on the remembrance table and hit play record, and it got everything. It got the singing. It got all the hollering and the shouting and the saints praying. Fizz on those old... Wood plank floors, you can hear the, you can hear the, you know, them sis, you can hear the stomping on the floor and everything. Man, that guy starts strumming on that box guitar. Oh my God. 
It didn't take two minutes. Holy Ghost falling. I mean, they're shouting. You can hear the floor being stomped. You can hear them running around. You can hear little kids in, around in the altar, young people crying. You can hear people praying for other people. He's hitting that box guitar, singing the glory down. I was riding down the road yesterday. Oh, my God. I don't know how old that is and how many years ago that was, but I said, oh, I, I was praying. I said, Lord, I just want to tell you, we don't worship like that anymore. We have somehow been mown down. We have somehow in our generation been cut down from what they possessed. I mean, we just feel a little bit of something. We said, man, we had some good church in there. I think we forgot really what good church is. I'm talking about when sinners get born again. I was talking to Brother Tracy Boyd. I said, man, one of, my, one of the things that just grips my soul, that perplexes my spirit, that causes me to anguish with God, to search my own soul, is to see raw, rank sinners come to Bible Way's altar, feel conviction, tears drip down their cheeks. They kneel on their knees. They 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 seemingly pray and plead and make vows and promises to God to tell you they got saved, tell you they'll see you, you know, next Sunday, and I don't ever see them again. Oh, we need God to reign on us. We don't need good preaching. My God, we need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We need the something that I don't have. We need power that I don't possess. Oh, but he said I could. Oh, but he said I would. If I would cry, if the ministers would again weep between the porch and the altar, he said, I will reign on you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to close with one verse. Out of Hosea, or out of Zechariah. Chapter 10 and verse 1. Ask you the Lord reign in the time of latter rain. Wendy say it would rain in the last days, saith God. Ask you the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain so the Lord shall make bright clouds and give them showers of rain to every one grass in the field, to the grass that's been mown down, to the grass that's been left to die in the heat, to the grass that's been, you know, withered and dead, for so long, for the ones whose hope is nearly vanquished, I'm going to send rain. Yes, he said to every one grass in the field, meaning every individual blade, every individual.
my job to ask. It's my job to seek. It's my job to knock. It's his job to reign. It ain't going to come in a preacher. I'm convinced of it. It ain't going to come in the best platform or choir singers you can assemble. It's not going to come in some stage dramatized singing. It is not going to come through the acts or the abilities or the talents of people. It is going to have to be a supernatural, heaven-sent, sovereign move of God as we cry out and call out to his name. Oh, God, somewhere we went awry. Oh, God, somewhere we lost the celestial glow. Oh, God, somewhere we got too comfortable being in this world. Somewhere we left our first love. But I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. This world makes me sick. I look to you, oh, God. I desire you and nothing but you. Oh, Lord, would you reign on us? One more time. Would you send us a revival to shake the nations? Madamahati Andosaya. Bolabakashi Amando Siende. Halabokosomonde Kushandalamakaya. A revival that would save our sons and daughters. A revival that would heal our sick and dying. Revival, oh God, that would thrust us to reap a last day harvest. Send it, oh God. Send this rain. Let it rain upon every one grass in the field. Let it rain upon me. Would you meet me in this altar tonight? Would you make that our prayer in unison tonight? Would you pray with me in unison tonight? Would everybody in this house agree with me? Hallelujah. 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 H